Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Can You Tell Me, the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing a woman who is no stranger to a microphone. She is a 911 dispatcher. Dun, dun, dun. So we first met when I was at work, and I would always hear this uh, lovely voice that has a, a great laugh to it. Thank and you. You're welcome. And we uh, ended up becoming friends at some point, but I wanted to introduce my friend, Ellen Joyce. Thanks for coming on, Ellen. Thank you. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are you? Fine. I'm fine today. Fantastic. Today's a day off? Today's a day off. Yeah. Today, tomorrow. So Okay. Good days. Oh, today was a good day. Yes. I like it. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're welcome. Um, you have a job that until I became a cop, I don't think I ever really thought about or kind of paid attention to. So, no. Um, no, no. Most people don't. Well, I mean, hopefully, right? It's much like the police. Hopefully, you never have to deal with the police. And then you're like, oh, yeah, the police. I don't really know. Like, that's not a bad thing. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to get into your job. But I always like starting out with life. So uh, what can you tell me about you? Like how I did that? A yes, I do. And <laughs> um, what can you tell me about your life as a... As a young woman. Oh, as a young woman. Um, let's see. I was born and raised in Beverly, South Side of Chicago. South Side. South, south you, side. You don't have the accent. Why no. not? What I do too. Have an oh, accent. not that bad. Good <laughs> Chicago. job. Chicago. Chicago. Okay. <laughs> no, so, not like that. No. Uh, my parents still live in the house I grew up in. I was born and raised in the same neighborhood, and I moved out when I went to college, of course. And okay. then after college, I lived in Bridgeport. I lived in Wrigleyville by work. So you always moved back home. You're Chicago, though. I'm Chicago through, through and through. through. Yes, right. absolutely. And where'd you go to college? Eastern Illinois. Okay, and what'd you do at Eastern Illinois? What was school? Oh, boy. It was a lot of partying. No. <laughs> I meant what was your major, but evidently your major was partying. I like it. <laughs> My major was public health education, which has absolutely nothing to do with police dispatch. So you could be a PE teacher. I could be. Hell yes. <laughs> Did you do anything with it? or Never. Okay. Okay, no. so you grew up in Beverly. Uh, and Beverly is uh, like what rough neighborhood? Uh, rough, not uh, you know, not as in what is the neighborhood? Just for those who have a relative understanding of Chicago, Southside Irish, just straight up Southside Irish. Yes. Okay. And uh, did you go to a private school, public school? I did. Mother Macaulay. Mother, Ma- good, good High Irish school. girl. Saint uh, Barnabas Grammar School. Okay. And did we do any sports or theater in uh, grade school or junior high? I tried high to play basketball. Was not very good at it. No. No. No Me theater. Either. No. Nothing. <laughs> no. You just hung out. <laughs> just hung out. Just hung out. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things you can't admit to on the. Uh, Absolutely. Fair enough. It happens. You know. Um, I had to admit to everything when I got the job. So. Oh, right. Um, oh, yeah. Polygraph. It was, uh, they like make you stare at a wall. I think the hardest part was just staring at a wall. Like I'm literally staring at a painted wall. And by the time you're done, my my partner put it best. Uh, he said, I literally started thinking uh, he was going to get me to admit to things I'd never even done in my life. <laughs> but he was like that good at grilling him. I was like, that's pretty impressive, actually. Oh my God. Um, I mean, he clearly got the job. So it right. wasn't that bad. But you passed. That's good. You passed. Um, so yeah. Okay. So college. And then uh, what'd you do right out of college or when you left? Well, college. after college, I went to grad school at U of I. Okay, for what? For same thing, public health. And okay. I had a scholarship, like internship at the state health department in Springfield. Okay. But then my mom had a stroke when I was 25, I think. All right. So I moved home. I quit school and moved home. And that kind of led me into the police department because I was working at a liquor store. My Uncle Jim was a, a white shirt in the fire department. And okay. he said, you that's can't. A, that's a boss for that's those a boss. who don't know what a, yeah, like you're a sergeant yeah. or above. So. Yeah. He said, you can't work at a liquor store for the rest of your life. You know, and I was like, well, why not? So I took the test. And, and so there's a test to become a there's dispatcher. There's a test to be a dispatcher. Okay. Um, and what was on your test? Like what? Because obviously it's not like, can you run a mile and a half? It's, it's a right. written sort no, of a thing. It's so. kind of like logistics, like an incident's happening at this location. You have squad cars, A, B, and C location. Who do you send and why? But car B just had an on view 
So it's and on view car accident. Ca- on yeah. view anything, right? Car accident. So totally. now car uh, uh, car B is out of out of the stakes. So now it's either A or C. Who do you send and okay. why? It was a lot of that. It was yeah. a lot of do you know the streets of the city? Which is funny because I was I grew up in the same neighborhood and yeah. I never really ventured far out. I of it. have lived here for seventeen <laughs> years and I've literally lived within the confines of the nineteenth district the entire time. I've lit which the nineteenth district for those in Chicago is Fullerton to Lawrence and the lake to the river. And that is a very small section of Chicago's real estate. It's what? One of twenty we have twenty two districts, right? Twenty two, yeah. Yeah. Um we keep changing things so but yeah, twenty two districts. So I've lived in one of them the seventeen years I've been in Chicago in four different places no less, like four different locations around the district. But that means I I know these streets real well right. and the rest of the city like so I, I mean i get that there are numbers but <laughs> come to the south side you yeah. won't have a clue right? seriously yeah and it's at least the number thing is good but yeah you get some of those cross streets further west and i'm like i've never even heard of these exactly <laughs> um okay so you're you're getting tested on the streets so getting tested on the streets which i had to learn a lot about the streets i kind of drove around a little looking around um i never really hung out downtown a lot as a kid so yeah. i didn't know downtown i still don't know downtown super well which is probably not the best thing, but I don't work that district. Well, so not okay. the best, but also not the worst <laughs> right. looking at what's going on these days. So. Exactly. So stay away from downtown. Um, yeah. So then I took this test and they called me like two years later. Oh my God. It was real weird, like a long wait. So I worked and at so the when liquor was store this? this whole time. Uh, 1998. 90. Okay. Oh, so you're we're pretty close in age then. Um, I was born in seventy seven. You oh, were seventy three. Okay. Oh, so you're my brother's age. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Um, so so yeah. So then ninety three, you took the test. No, I took the test in like 95 or 6. Oh, sorry. 95 or 96, you take yeah. the test. And they called me in 98. So gotcha. I started the job in 98. So okay. I've been there 20, almost 22 years now. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Which I is funny because no my whole family's fire department. Not one person was in the police department. Okay. So I was like, what am I taking this police job Ellen, for? You know I don't why, want this police job. You know why the police exist, right? <laughs> why? So that firemen have heroes too. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> I never understood the whole uh, animosity thing of like, you know, the cops hating the firemen and the firemen hating the cops. Like, I get why we're upset with the firemen. Man, they get like, they work two days out of the week. Exactly. And they gotta, I mean, that I get, but it's just, it's funny to me that there's like genuine anger and hatred. <laughs> I'm like, we're all just here to help people, right? Exactly. Like, that's it. I wish my union had done a better job of negotiating a two-day work week for me too. But no kidding. I also don't know that I would want to do my job though for 24 hours on uh, entirely. Right, so. Sleeping in a bunk bed. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Yeah. So, um, okay. So then all your family's fire and uh, yeah. you've been, you've been dispatching now for 20, 22 years. years. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, so do you, when, when can you actually conceivably retire from this fine? Well, uh, since I got the job so young, I was 24 uh, or five. I have to stay the whole 30. So I'm going about nine more years. Okay. So. You'll be stuck with me if you're on zone two. I'll take it. I love, <laughs> listen, I'm not leaving zone two ever. I mean, if I leave zone two, it's because I'm leaving the state. Exactly. So, um, exactly. No, I, I landed the, uh, I believe, the police job lottery when I got into uh, the 19th district. Absolutely. Right out, of the, right out of the bat. Yeah. And so did you work any other districts uh, or any other zones before? And so let's explain the zones thing, actually, because uh, the zones are what we use our radio zones. So in our case, the 19th district just coincidentally is on one zone, uh, meaning we're in zone two and we don't share with any other districts. But there's other districts that might have two different uh, uh, districts that they share it with. And so uh, let's say like what zone one is what? 16 and 17. Yeah. So these two districts, you might have a call and you hear like uh, 1623 and you might be your beat number that day 
might be 1723. And so you just have to be paying attention to know that they're not saying you. Or you start to know when they say the street name, you're like, oh, that's clearly not my district. Right. But but if you're close, you can obviously go help. So. And 19 used to be two districts. It was yeah, 19, 19 and 23, 23 yeah. right? And I dispatched to 19 and 23 the first 10 years of my career on okay. third watch. Oh, so you've basically been 19 or zone two your entire career. Right. And I did work zone 12, which is West Side, okay. 15 and 25 for okay. about six years on third watch, which was way different than zone two. Yeah. <laughs> Very busy on the West Side compared sure. to Wrigleyville. Well, and especially with two B or two districts. Oh, like, for sure. You know, it'd be bad enough it was just one, but then you put two together and it's, uh, you know, not double, but probably triple or quadruple the fun. Your days go by fast for sure. I'm sure. And what, what do you think was the hard, like, uh, do you think the nights or days or afternoons, like what was, what do you think is the, the busiest? Oh, for sure. It was afternoons. Afternoons. 2 so, p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. Absolutely the busiest. And so you guys do, that's your, your hours are basically similar to ours in a sense. With, yeah. Uh, with I the, think we're off by an hour. Yeah. I yeah. think so too. Cause I always hear you guys, you know. So what is it? Council K A A B or whatever. K Z nine nine six. Yeah, it's like your radio call sign. And is that related to like ham rate radio sort it of is, thing? It is like or? the FAA definitely. Okay. Or F- FCC. 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 Yeah. They yeah. monitor us, so I'm not allowed to swear on the radio. I'm uh, supposed to give a time check every half hour, which I don't think anybody does. No. I do at the beginning of the tour, maybe once or twice. Yeah, I feel like we hear it at the beginning and the end sort of a yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but council time is whatever. Right. I was actually my my partner who was uh, a lot younger than me. I uh, my my brother in law said, hey. Uh, Ask your partner if he realizes that there used to be a phone number we would call to get the time. Uh, if you were at home and you're like, uh, the power just went out. I need to know what time it is to reset my. He's like, shut up. That's not a real thing. And I was like, it's oh, yes, my thing. friend. It's a real thing. In California, we called it popcorn. But you called up the phone. At the tone, the time will be 7.58 and 22 seconds. Beep. At the tone, the time will be. Like, that's a real popcorn. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, popcorn. yeah. That's what we called it, popcorn. But I think it was because that was related to the numbers you called um, were like made the, you know, P-O-P-C-O-R-N ended up being the, the like, you know, 525 oh, or whatever, however that works. It's obviously not 525. Right. Whatever. Five, 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 the, yeah. Right. Whatever it equals um, out to. That's yeah. funny. So, but yeah. So then you guys got to do that occasionally. And uh, other than that, you are you strictly a dispatcher or do you also have to do call taking as well? I'm strictly dispatcher. Sometimes if there's not enough call takers, I will take a call. Take calls, whatever the watch commander has me do that day. But normally I'm a dispatcher, so I work the zone. Okay. And so let's back up to uh, you get the job. They tell you you're hired. And so what's the first thing? Do you have to go through training? How long is training? Oh, I had to do everything I think the police have to do. I had to do a uh, background test. Yep. Uh, fingerprints. I don't think I had to do a lie detector test. Nice. I mean, you know, you're not the one upholding the law. You're just, right. you know, you I know. don't think we had to do that, but it was so long ago. Yeah. Um, but training was about six months. Oh, Wow. Yeah, it took a while. And you learn something every day. I mean, because nothing's the same day to day. So Yeah, you're dealing with a million things. At once, And are right. they, they specifically teaching you to be a dispatcher or a call taker? Or is it you learn both jobs? No, you specifically learn to be a dispatcher or specifically learn to be a call taker. Okay. Right. So it's not a, you will just put you on this one day or the other. Like, no, you are specifically trained. Now I'm a dispatcher. This is what I do. This is what I do, right. Okay. And uh, for those who aren't aware, uh, when you call 911, you don't immediately talk to the person talking to the police right. uh, or talking to, let's say, fire if you happen to be a dispatcher for fire. So um, did you know going into it that you would be a police dispatcher or? No. When I took the test, No. And 22 years ago, when you took the test, they had you be a call taker first. So when I was trained, I first was trained to be a call taker. Okay. Had to do that for 18 months. Okay. And then after the 18 months, could be a dispatcher. So I had to go through dispatcher training then 
to learn how to be a dispatcher. And that's what I've been doing since 2000, I think. So 98, I got hired call taker for a year and a half All right. or so. And so uh, let's, we're going to have a scenario. Um, oh my gosh, there's something, there's somebody beating on my door and it looks like he has a knife. Beep, beep, beep. Um, <laughs> Helena, uh, uh, what's going on? Oh, wait, ring, ring. And click, click. <laughs> Chicago emergency, Joyce. That's what I have to answer. <laughs> um, there's somebody at my door and they've got a knife. Address. Uh, 3624 uh, uh, Hoyne Street. North or South Hoyne? Uh, North Hoyne. What's he look like? Uh, I don't know. It's very dark and my lights are off and I'm just running. I can hear the banging. What do I do? Are you in the house alone? I'm in the house alone. What do I do? Do you want to stay on the phone with me while the police are on yes, the way? Yes, please. What right. Send so the police. Send the, the police. Please. Police will be coming because okay. now, the, now the call gets fielded to dispatch console. Okay. So it comes to my board. I have five computer screens. And this is you as a dispatcher now. So dispatcher. we're no longer Ellen the, uh, no, the no call, call taker. taker. We're Ellen the dispatcher. All right. So, so now I have an address mm-hmm. and what's going on. I don't have a great description, but mm-hmm. I at least have an address to get police to get there. There. Okay. So now I have to pick a unit, a police okay. unit that's either close or not so close, depending on what's going on right now. Sure. And you can see like uh, on a computer screen, it's like a little uh, GPS location of all the cars. Yeah, I have like a map screen so I can see every little unit. That's like a little police car on my screen. It's kind of cute. Moving around like a <laughs> yeah. game centipede sort right, of thing. Exactly. Okay. So I need to find a car to respond to this address okay. for this guy with the knife on the porch, but we have no description of. So okay. the cops are going to ask me questions. Well, what's this guy look like? Because what are we looking for? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All I have right now is an address. So then you go over the air with the, uh, so the radio is clear. I'm sitting here in my squad car driving around or on my bicycle in my case, you know, riding around. And uh, I happen to be uh, half a mile west of Wrigley Field. I'm at, let's say, Damon and Addison. I'm getting some pizza at Bartoli's. Okay. Um, and I just finished eating my pizza. And then what comes over the air for this call? Uh, suspicious person, person with a knife on the porch. Okay. And so you don't happen to, you, since you can't see where a bicycle's at, you just happen to be calling out and there may be no car available. So I say, oh, uh, you know, 1984 Eddie, uh, squad, you know, why don't you give me that job? I'm right around the corner. And then uh, do you have any additional info, squad? Not right now. So you're going to ask me for a callback because you're going to want to know who you're looking for, which, yeah. of course. But this girl can't see out the window. It's dark. She doesn't know. She's scared. So we might not get any info at this point. So I'm going to send squad car units, vehicles with you because I don't want you to respond by yourself on your bike, Mm -hmm. you know. Come on, I'll just ram the guy. (laughs) That siren in my shorts are super scary. How dare you? (laughs) 1984 Eddie. What? You coming in? Yeah. uh, Squad, I think we have some breakup. Okay, and so then I get that call, and then uh, then I show up, and of course uh, I realize, oh no, it just turns out to be a terribly timed uh, comed meter reader, uh, and uh, it's not a knife; it's his wrench and his flashlight and his clipboard. Because uh, it turns out you're having a weird power problem, and he was there, and you didn't notice it. But uh, and then I, okay, squad, that uh, that disturbance we have codes for, so I'd be like, it's a, a five boy, which is uh, no person can be found, let's say, right. or it's a, a five frank peace restored because i realized it's comed um right and so. you forgot that your power was out when you didn't tell the police that information when you called or the classic <laughs> squad make that a 19 paul 19 paul covers it all yeah so <laughs> oh that was a good acting job thank oh, you yeah, well, yeah. i feel like i just went to work i know um, i have at work too do i get some to... overtime right. what's going on here um okay and so then and but i'm not the only call coming in so um no. you know or this isn't the only call coming in i'm not the only job you have so uh, you know obviously a slow day there might not be much but busy days you might be dealing with five ten different locations I at mean, one time yes for sure yeah and you got to keep all the information so then how does your what is your computer screen like do you, do you know are you able to see all your jobs at once i mean how does that work yeah so i've i've like i said five screens one's my map okay one's my radio one's my telephone okay so then i have two other screens 
which will have all the events that people need police for okay. pending on my board, which is my board is my screen. Mm-hmm. So there's 10 other things. Something might be happening in Uptown. I have to find a car in Uptown to go. Something might be happening at 444 West Diversity. I need to find a car to go down there. So in addition, there's two, three, four other things going on. Mm-hmm. So I need to find two, three, four other squad cars to respond to these other incidents. Yeah. Now on the West side, it's not two, three, four things at once. It's nine, 10, 11 things at once. Yeah. With shots fired. <laughs> with shots and, fired and, and person with a gun. And, yeah. Right. Person shot on the ground in Pulaski and, you know, Laramie or Pulaski and uh, where? So where was it the other day? Madison. Okay. Madison, Pulaski. Um, yeah. So what, what were you saying? Oh, we were just talking about how many things could be going, oh, on, going at on at once and how yeah. you're keeping track of all these. Yeah. So you got to keep track of them all and keep track of all these guys. So every day I keep track of probably about 100 officers. Um, probably forty or fifty squad cars, but then these bike units come out. So you guys are additional. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, can you in nineteen eighty four Adam Frank George Henry and and you're like, oh my, God, how many more of you guys could there be? Can't you just say like the whole team? You know, right? We're on a traffic stop here, the whole team. Yeah, and it's funny because sometimes it might just be one or two of us, and sometimes there's you know four of us going in the same direction, and then you're like, well, I can't leave the guy off. So exactly. it's okay. <laughs> I like the bike units because they listen and they respond to things we when i don't to. have any cars yeah try to you know, I know. that's why i try around. to ask where you are because i don't want you biking halfway across the world yeah oh, for nonsense. someday i dream of having an electric bike on this job i mean oh. i love riding but you know when you're on your way to a, a call of shots fired or whatever you don't want to be sprinting on a bicycle for three miles to go be back up <laughs> and then get there and be like <laughs> <laughs> i'm here hold on or worse yet, you're actually having to fight with somebody because right. that could be the thing too. And now you're so gassed from your bike ride, but you got to do your tactical breathing. Definitely right. make sure you can get there. We're good, but uh, yeah, you guys should have electric bikes. It's you know, the problem is who's going to take care of them. I mean, oh. I'm the bike mechanic for the district, Are but you? I'm not a uh, a mechanic for cars or electrical things. I'm a mechanic for bicycle parts. Oh, so. so who takes care of the electrical parts on the bike? You know, then the people who take care of the cars are like, yeah, yeah, yeah but this isn't a car; it's a bicycle, and that's not a car motor; it's a bike motor. It's also not a gasoline engine; it's a, a le- so. Oh, it's so, a, so then who takes care of that? And then you know, much like the segways we used to have that got used until they broke and then they probably are now just sitting in a closet somewhere exactly. um nobody's there to take care of them so what do we do right so you gotta ride pedal bikes um yeah so anyway i mean i like the bike but yeah it's, it's for those moments that it uh, it would be nice i'm well, sure eventually sure. you'll be able to see where we're at gps little bikey tracks and you'll be like man these guys move slow well because you guys can log on to your cell phones right yeah but do yeah. the cell i mean the the i think the cell phones at some point will have the gps yeah i can't track tagging, you right now. yeah and i mean i think that's the same thing with the new radios people are talking about that and like they're gonna be following us and i'm like well we're at work they should be following right. us. like i want them to know where i'm at because if something bad happens i want them to know i'm right here absolutely um, i am right here and please send more people that's called the red line like if i can't raise you yeah if i'm trying to call you and call you and i can't raise you as a unit and then now i have people starting to look for you yeah and i have redlined a car and he was having a heart attack oh geez like in an alley behind it was in 19 it was 20 years ago okay. it was a long time ago he ended up being okay thank god but he didn't answer his call sign and his last location was wherever. I don't remember it was. 36241, say. Yeah. Um, so I sent cars going to look for him, and he was having a medical emergency in the squad car. So wow. red line. Sometimes I'm not the bad guy when I red line you. Oh, you know, I, 
Officers hate to get redlined because it's a bunch of paperwork and shit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's called. I was listening to the radio. Oh god, uh, you know, like, I mean, you're not. Yeah, you know, as much as you're at work, you're like you can't pay attention. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. Like you, you, you zone out sometimes. I mean, you you're, do. You're, you're not hearing it, or your radio inadvertently gets knocked. You know, you the dial turns down, and you're not hearing anything. You're like, man, it's a really quiet day. And you check your radio dial, and you're like, oh, geez, that's because my radio got turned down. Right, or I was on a different frequency, or yeah, yeah, yeah you switch zones accidentally yeah. because you're. You're not on, uh, what are we, A2? A2. Yeah, so instead of being A2, all of a sudden you're on B2, and uh, you're getting calls for uh, for uh, somebody to bring a tow truck, and uh, which you get that all the time. Can I get yeah. a tow? You're like, that's B2 squad. Oh, I love calling yeah. towing. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's there's a lot, man. You guys, you have like a million things to deal with. I'm still like, all right, I got my I got my jobs, um, but I can you know focus on that job. You got nine jobs simultaneously. Right, you guys focus on one thing at a time. I focus on ten things at a time, yeah. and and everybody thinks I'm their own personal dispatcher. They forget that there's you know a hundred other officers out there. You do not work for anyone but me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there are some of those out there. Yeah. That forget. Well, and especially like you were saying, the busier districts, you have it where there are people. There, there's so much going on that you can't even as an officer or you can't even get on the air to try and answer for a job or somebody else is talking I mean, there's so much going on right. that you can't get airtime, which we're at least fortunate enough to not really ever, you know, not ever, but rarely have that be an issue where you're really waiting for any significant amounts of time. To get on, right. Yeah, yeah that's true. It is rare in 19. And that's where you realize your efficiency in radio speak becomes a good thing. You don't right. need to give a floral description. No one description. wants your dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, squad. What's the, what's the, what's the description? Some of them like to give their dissertation like they're standing there giving their proposal to their educators or whatever, yeah. but just giving me the brief synopsis and yeah. code it out and move well, on. And so then coding, like I said, when we were talking earlier, the 19 Paul or the five Frank, that's essentially like shorthand for what it is. We end up coding it and then it's, it goes into the, the system and it gets logged as this is what happened. And then you can add additional notes if necessary. Cause right. sometimes it's like, what does 19 Paul mean when four years down the road you go to court? Right. Somebody says, well, officer, you 19 Paul this. What does that mean? And you're like, um, that there was no longer a problem. You know, like exactly. that's about all you can do. Right. Whereas if it's, you know, five boy, the person left or uh, like a five Adam is not a bona fide incident. Um, that's implying that like nothing ever happened. But then like, why did somebody call 911 if it didn't happen? Right. So why would you be saying that unless it, you know, because somebody legitimately thought they were having their house broken too. It doesn't For mean sure. it wasn't happening. I guess that's up to interpretation there. And like, people lie. People lie all the time. To get the police there faster. Oh, yep. he has a gun. Yep. And they end up getting there and there's no gun. I mean, people lie all the time. So you, there is a lot of times when Which, it's not a bona fide for incident. the record, is a felony. <laughs> right. Yeah. You cannot lie. Yeah. This is no just, I'd like to have the police get here quicker. It is actually a felony to file a, pol a false police report. So I wish we could bust people on that. We're uh, busting them left and right. We, one time, two years ago, one of our regulars in the district, uh, um, uh, Mr. Uh, DeVee, uh, from the, you know who I'm talking I about. Um, he called and we get a call that, uh, there's an officer down and, uh, this is what we call a 10 one. And so he, this person makes a phone call and, and says to dispatch officer down or they were call taker officer down. And they're like, what? And they're like officer down at the red line. What can you do? Do you have more of no officer down? And then I think hangs up. 
And so now the dispatcher has no choice but to basically tell every cop in the district that there's an officer down under the red line tracks at this location. And what does every other officer do? They rush there as fast as they can, driving as quick as possible to make sure that their coworker is safe. And you would do the same thing if you found out there was somebody shot and lying on the ground. It doesn't matter if it's a police officer or not, but you know, it's extra, you know, disconcerting when you know it's a cop. And so we show up and we see the person sitting there that uh, was in the general location. And we said, where's this officer? And he says, oh, uh, I made that up. I just wanted you guys to get here quicker. My friend stole $300 from me and I knew it would take you a long time to get here if I said that. And it was like, oh, really? Um, out of curiosity, uh, which phone did you? And he literally tells us, he's like, this is the phone I use. Like he showed, he, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't think there was going to be a big deal. And we're like, well, uh, now you're under arrest. Right. So thank so you. Thanks for calling. Um, <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Like, no, what's not fair is you could have potentially killed a civilian or a police officer who Absolutely. was rushing here to come help someone. So exactly. Yeah. And so occasionally <laughs> it does happen, but no, very often it does not. And it's just, nope, I, you know, just making it up or the people who are unfortunately mentally unstable and they just see things that they think are happening. And we show up and we're talking to them and sure enough, oh yeah, you can see the person right there. And I'm like, I, there's nobody there. Yep. Right. He's right there. And you're like, there's definitely nobody there. No, he's right there. And like, okay. <laughs> I see um, him too. <laughs> yes. Nope. We're not, we're not supposed to do that. We just say, I understand you see him, but I don't see him. So, oh. um, if, uh, you know, if you need to call again, but, uh, you know, that's, yeah, we, we don't want to play into fantasies. So oh, gotcha. um, as much as you think it would be a good idea, it's like, no. just to get out of there. Yeah. Um, well, no, you just explain, I don't see this person. Um, you know, I, I the, scene, the scene appears to be secure. Uh, we're all good to go. All right. Have a nice day, sir. Bye. Um, and that's kind of all you can do, but, uh, yeah. All right, so uh, you do your eight or nine hours, and what's your I mean, what is your roll call like? Because uh, you know ours is obviously these are the problems. Uh, are yours kind of the same? Kind or? of the same. They give you your assignment for the day, like where you're working that day, and talk about any incidents that happened. Do you do other zones or no? But sometimes I oh. can work other zones. <gasps> what you're yeah. cheating on us? Yeah, <laughs> like if I get mandated overtime, okay, which is when there's not enough dispatchers to man the zones mm-hmm. to even work for that afternoon. Like on third watch, I'll get because I work days, so I'll get mandated onto third watch. Gotcha. And I'll work other zones then because there might already be two people sitting on. Yeah, my it's zone. funny when you hear a, a new voice on your on your zone. You're like, who, who this? Like, <laughs> you just you don't recognize. Where's the voice. Ellen? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Well, and then there's, uh, as uh, you know, if he ever listens to this podcast, uh, there's another male dispatcher who has a very similar voice to Ellen. And so many people don't realize that it's not the same person. <laughs> and when you really, when somebody finally points it out, you're like, what? And it's like, no, you can hear the difference. Ellen laughs a lot. A lot. This person has a little more of a drier delivery and not as much of the laughing. But they have very similar over, you know, the occasionally crackly police radio. You just hear these two voices that have similar pitches and frequencies. And uh, you just assume you're hearing the same person all the time and it's like nope that's alan that's brian (laughs) two totally different people um and then when you say thank you ma'am he gets real as he should he's like real pissed off he does not care for that i'm not a (laughs) ma'am sorry i learned a long time ago to never say sir or ma'am on the radio because of that reason alone yeah no i mean you uh you pre precluded you preempted what uh you know has been going on in the last few years by by years probably yeah not realizing that that would be a preferred uh non non non-preferred gender pronoun exactly um, nowadays i can't keep up <laughs> yeah um all right what are the most annoying things cops do for you uh, uh like what are the things that like drive you crazy as a dispatcher well i can tell you what drives my partner brian crazy oh go on is that when he calls a car for an assignment and they say i was just going on lunch squad oh yeah he does not care for that he no. gets so mad he'll take his foot off the pedal when we transmit we have to stick our step on the pedal and he'll take his foot off the pedal so it's just talking to me now yeah. and he'll be like asshole <laughs> 
remember that officers not cool not, not cool. cool yeah um that doesn't bother me because i'm just gonna move down the line call another yeah unit yeah because the name of the game is i have to get this citizen the police yeah. I, I don't care who goes yeah all you're doing by going on lunch is screwing your cohort. So yeah, right? <laughs> it doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. So that doesn't bother me. No, I feel like I rarely uh, will go on lunch just because I'm like, look, if I'm eating a burrito and something happens nearby, I'm not going to be like, sorry, I was eating a burrito. I couldn't make it. I'm right. just going to go. Like, exactly. And I will wrap up my there. burrito and shove it in a bag and shove it in my bike by in my bike bag and I'm <laughs> going to show up. Um, you know, Or I'm going to hear that two cars are going and it's like, okay, but if nobody comes up for 30 seconds to a minute, I'm going to say, you know, where can I go? Right. And I appreciate that. You're welcome. I do like that. I do like the bike units. They're sneaky. They're out there because I can't tell they're out there. We're ninjas. (laughs) Exactly. Well, the other thing people don't realize about bikes is nobody's looking like people are used to looking for cop cars and people are looking for cops walking around. But you really just don't look in the street for somebody on a bicycle being a police officer. That's true. So we are quasi invisible a lot of the time. Like people just don't realize we're there i mean so much so that you will have an uber directly in front of you uh, who just decides to double park in the bike lane right in front of two four or six cops and you're like excuse me um do you mind moving your car you're in the bike lane and the typical response is oh i'm an uber and i'm like oh oh so they're they're exempt from that well and i will literally say i'm a police officer um (laughs) out of curiosity when you took that training to become an uber driver and they're like oh no, no no i didn't take any training and i was like I know that was sarcasm, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe you should then learn the rules of the road, which also include not double parking, not blocking bike lanes, not stopping in crosswalks. In front you're of also, six police officers. Yeah, or uh, for the fact that you're double parked in front of an open parking space. It would take an extra six seconds. I will happily come to a full and complete stop on my bicycle to allow you to reverse into a parking space so that you're not blocking the roadway. It's safer for everyone. <laughs> Things that drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else drives me crazy? Um, not much drives me crazy from police. No, you're pretty laid back. I feel I'm like pretty laid back. All right, what about radio. so? What are the things that uh, drive you crazy when uh, people like the phone calls? Like the horrible description. Hor- I, I need a description. Yeah, I, I need you to know where you are. Yeah. Okay, so ter- so no address. Well, and that's one of the things they like. You know, they'll do. They tell you at the academy, you better know your area. Um, you better study these streets. And the problem is, you don't know where you're going when you leave the police academy until essentially the day before you get there. Right. So if I had gotten put where you live in the 22nd district, I mean, I would be learning every single street name and street number. I you know, other than the numbers, which when you look on your computer. In the squad car, when you look on your computer in the squad car, you can see what the street numbers are. But if they just call out, you know, uh, what's, I mean, perfect example, call out a street in Mount Greenwood. Oh, okay. Well, there would be a number and a name. Yeah. It would always be. So it'd be like uh, 109th and Troy. So I could figure out where 109th is, but if I don't know where Troy is, it's like, shit, 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 right. shit. Where's Troy? You know, right. Now, thankfully, I know Troy because it goes all the way north up here. And I know that it's just west of California. Like, just what is it? East of Kedzie, east of, Kedzie, west yeah. of California. But yeah, yeah. If you don't know it, then you're like, oh my God. And they're like, you're not going to be using Google Maps. And I'm like, spoiler alert, I use Google Maps all the time. Because <laughs> there's these like little streets that you never, ever have any reason to see. And it goes for half a block. California Terrace. Is, it's yeah. A, it's a six houses long. It literally, 
and it's nowhere else in the entire city. So mm-hmm. how, you know, but so you, not only is it, I've lived in this area for the whole entire time, but you go to a different part of the city that you don't know it at all. Like you're going to be terrified. So, you know, your, your, uh, your training officer will do a classic thing of like be driving you around and you pass an alley and they slam on their brakes and they're like, I just jumped out of the car to chase after a guy with a gun. Where are we at? And you're like, uh, and they're like, exactly. I could be killed because of them. It's like, oh, I get it. And it does make sense because, totally you know, sense. it's not like you have time to go, hold on, let me back up and see where that street sign is. Well, um, even in a district you're familiar with yeah, and you're in a foot chase chasing a guy with yep. a gun, you might not know where you are yeah. because you're just following him. Yeah. And you got to really, so you're paying attention, you know, you're not just paying attention to the guy with the gun you're running after. You're also paying attention to street numbers and, right. and alleys and what am I, you know, and at the very least you can give a description of, I'm at the Dunkin' Donuts in Uptown and it's like, right. okay, somebody knows where that's at, but like, you know, maybe there's three Dunkin' Donuts in Uptown and they're near the other one and they think that's what, you know, you, you got to know where you're Absolutely, at. Absolutely. Because I need to get you some help. Yeah. I'm on Broadway game. and uh, what? Broadway in Montrose. Nothing happens there. Right. <laughs> um, so actually one of my uh, most recent uh, podcast guests, my last podcast guest owns a restaurant on Montrose right near Sheridan. So oh, get out. A delightful Ethiopian restaurant. Oh, so, really? Yeah. We should go there sometime. The next time I'm north, I would love mm, to check it out. Oh my God. So delicious. Yeah. So yeah. Never had Ethiopian yeah. food. Yeah. It's right across from everyone's favorite McDonald's and Sonic. So. Oh God. Yeah. Not that we ever get calls there. 104 no. West Wilson. <laughs> no. Never. Um, not to not to the restaurant to the other restaurants his restaurant's good anyways um so yeah okay so not knowing where we're at what else uh, yeah i need you to know where you're at that's important for sure because that's i gotta get you help that's my first mm-hmm. priority is officer safety all I that mean, other stuff can sit yeah right i mean somebody else can go to the job they can be mad at you for taking lunch right exactly um, and my personal after lunch and, right yeah. <laughs> Classic. I'm gonna find you move. a DOA. At the oh, end of the seriously. Day. Don't worry. Yeah, your shifts at done at what time? Three thirty. Great, squad. Uh, can I get you to roll by this place? Possible DOA. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. This these people. If you are kind to your dispatchers, they can be extraordinarily kind to you. And if you uh, if you do stuff like uh, pulling your lunch all the time as they're giving you a job, they can absolutely find a way to make your life absolutely. a lot tougher. Absolutely. So, um, and they're totally just doing their job. It's right. I need to. I need to get this fair. citizen to the police. That's the job. Exactly. And I just happened to call you for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> luck of the dice uh, what is it luck of the draw roll of the dice roll of, roll the, of dice. the dice right yeah. <laughs> um, all right and uh all right what's what's some of the craziest because like i remember when i first got a police scanner right before i decided to become a cop i'm like i'm gonna start listening to the police radio so i can understand what they're saying and for the longest time you can't even understand words coming out of people's mouths and then you start to realize it's essentially half speaking in code mm-hmm. um and then you just start to realize oh i'm just not paying close enough attention to what's being said and now obviously i mean i can listen to it in my sleep and understand what's going on but i remember hearing a call where a woman called no a guy called because his girlfriend hit him upside the head with a frying pan and this was like the straight quote of the job and so he wanted her arrested for domestic battery but i'm just like no like this can't be real but it's like oh it's very real it's very real, real. what do you think's the like the funniest craziest thing you've oh, ever God, heard i, I should i should have wrote this stuff down Seriously. i do remember a call i if the kid was like eight or nine, mm-hmm. a boy, and he called crying, and there's the call taker said, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And he said, "My bird died." And the call taker saying, "Well, you can't call the police because your bird died. I'm sorry that happened. Let me talk to your mom." Yeah. So mom gets on the phone and says, "Well, the bird died, but I put the bird in the freezer so he can look at the bird whenever he wants." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Because that's normal for I, your eight-year-old son to look at your frozen dead bird in I the freezer. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's awful. Like Isn't I pet awful? him, but he doesn't tweet back right, anymore. Nothing happens. Poor kid. Oh my god. So I remember telling the police to tell uh, to tell the mom to 
per me, you have to go by this kid a bird tomorrow because he's not calling the police anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But anything you can think of, I've dealt with. Yeah. I've dealt with um, body parts in Christmas stockings on front doors. Oh, I remember that. I've dealt um, with. Somebody, <laughs> and this was a person who did this to themselves. They had to have been high. It's the only thing I can assume. Um, I'm th- there's probably no question that they were high. They decided to chop the tip off of a particular male appendage of their own, by of the way, not own. somebody else's, and put it in a tiny Christmas stocking on their next door neighbor's Front, front door. door yes yeah yeah so i've dealt with that i know it's crazy um i remember one of my favorite calls with you it was when i was working with uh with mr uh mr rhodes who's oh, now yeah. sergeant rhodes um and we had poo granny oh my God. <laughs> so we get this call that there's a woman whose uh elderly next door neighbor is smearing dog poop on door handles and we're already, uh, my partner and I are in the middle of another job at that moment. But uh, I'm like, you know, squad, why don't you stack that job? We'll get to it later. And stack is like, you know, if I have more than one job in my queue, it's now stacked. Um, so it's like stack that job. And we finish our job. And I would like, as soon as I heard the uh, the poop being smeared on the door, I knew this was going to be a fun day with Ellen. Um, <laughs> and I believe my first uh, comment back was, squad, we just finished our last job. Why don't you give us that number two right now? Um, which, how do you not laugh at that? <laughs> um and then uh i believe ellen is the one who uh gave her the moniker poo granny, um, granny. which was amazing <laughs> and then uh there there had to be a four or five really solid poop jokes uh, that came out of that one but you know we tried to be as reasonable as possible because we are over the air right and we're trying to be professional but right how course. do you not laugh about somebody smearing dog poop on a door it's kind of funny it's <laughs> hilarious yeah because you don't think people would do that and here they are someone did that yep <laughs> oh chicago we're doing so well Right. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Jab security. Th- that's, that's, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, not, not, not going anywhere anytime soon, as far as I can tell. No. Okay. No. So we got some poo granny. We got uh, removed body parts. We right. Got, uh, we got our birds. regulars. We got our regulars in the district. Oh, there's li- like as soon as you start to give a description, sometimes we know exactly, or you're getting, you know, re- start talking about the street and we're like, it's, you know, you got one of three choices right exactly. now. Exactly. It's like, you know, where's it? Okay. I know, and I know who we're talking we about. We got one female regular, one male regular. And yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's oh, it's good times. No, you never thought you'd be the person who really knew every uh, every person with every issue known to man. But no. you start to do that when you're on the job. Isn't that funny? Well, and we at least get to see them and like put a face to a name. I mean, you guys don't even really get to see faces, do you? No. Yeah, because it's not like people don't realize like we don't just have some magic while there's a database. As long as a person has been arrested and we know exactly what their name, their address, or their driver's license is, with about five minutes of digging, we can figure out what this person looks like. But it's not like we have an instantaneous pop-up. As a matter of fact, when we run a driver's license, we just get told that it's valid and that all the information on the screen is matching the information on the driver's license. But we don't see a picture. It's not like when I pull over Ellen, I see Ellen's face and like, wait a minute, she's the one who ran over nine people last week in the jewel parking lot. Like, nope, it's we just see a name and and a weight and a height. And it's like, yeah, this is probably her, you know, but uh, but no, it's not like this big brother situation. I mean, everyone always talks about, oh, the police. And I'm like, I, I, tr- I wish we had that big of a budget that we had these amazing sort of things that everyone Absolutely. thinks we have, but like definitely don't. When that when that one 911 movie came out, I can't remember what it was called, but Halle Berry was in it and mm-hmm. she was a dispatcher and she went to solve a crime like by herself as a dispatcher, as a dispatcher. and uh-huh. she was chasing this murderer who like was in this ditch or something and he was like 
holding people in the basement. I don't know. But when she would run a name or run a license plate or run a driver's license, they would pop up on her screen a picture and like their whole history, where they went to school and where they live. And that's not how it yeah. works in real life. No, it certainly doesn't happen that way in Chicago. <laughs> that's in Chicago. for sure. Um, oh, my God. Amazing. Someday it will. Right. Right, probably not while we're on the job, though. No, but uh, when Elon Musk gets his neural link thing and, like, we can Bluetooth music into our brains, we can also just... Although China, their cops actually wear a version of, like, Google glasses now. Get and out. they walk around with these sunglasses that basically, as they're looking around, their their Google glasses are doing facial scanning and putting it through a, a facial scanning um, database. And if they see a face, it'll literally ping on it, like, straight out of the movies. And it's like, bing, bing, uh, Ellen Joyce, wanted for, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, oh whatever. God, yeah. And they will just straight up go up and arrest you. Like, it's... I mean that is the big brother That's state technology. like it's there yeah we Damn. are we are not quite there folks no um, as much as I wishes that we had it because it would make our life so much easier you'd just be driving down the street and it would be which we do have the, at least the plate reader okay so then you're at work for uh, how long's a shift so I work 5:30 a.m. to 2 p.m. okay so eight and a half all right and so you're eight and a half hours how much of that is roll call Roughly. Half an hour's roll call. All right. So, so you're doing I'm your roll on the call. radio from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right. And uh, like uh, how many pee breaks are you able to get and how many lunch breaks? And Well, you get one lunch break, half an hour okay. uh, a day. And pee break, I just can get up and go because I work with a partner. Okay. So like when you call 911, a call taker answers the phone, but they work independently. So then they field the call to police or fire department. Okay. And they handle the call, and then the call can come. If it's in 19, it comes to my zone, my board, and then I have to give it to the police. So if I have to run to the bathroom, my partner's on the radio. He can just take over for me. Because there are two dispatchers There's two at the dispatchers same time. per zone, right. So. And is the call taker near you guys, or no? No, they're like the other end of the room. Okay. So it's kind of like call takers are on one side, dispatchers are on the other. Do you guys like mess with each other? Not really. You're like stupid takers. <laughs> stupid call takers. The collies. We call them collies. God, collies. Oh, they're the worst. No, they get very defensive. I'm sure. If you ask any questions, like, why isn't there a description on this job? They send you a message back. They're all angry. Everything's in caps. You oh, know? You're like, I just got yelled at through keyboard. Totally. Doom. I did get to visit Ellen one time at the uh, OEMC, Office of Emergency Management Communications. And um, there is a security guard down at the desk who like lets you in, but they have to call to make sure that you're welcome to show up. Because evidently, years ago, some angry person showed up to yell at the dispatcher and like get into a fight with them. And yes. it's like, so we're no longer allowed to just walk through the no, door. No, not anymore. But, uh, but no, so I got to go up and it is a really cool room with like 30 foot tv screens that yeah. are i mean obviously projectors but uh, there's what four of those in four there? of those it's um, very technological we're definitely the highest technologically advanced in the midwest they say okay so for sure i don't know if that's true i don't really know anyone from any other they agency. say that so you feel better yeah so yeah. you feel better yeah. we're in a bomb proof building they say that so we feel better too uh-huh. so yeah. when we get sure yeah, yeah my, my bike's bomb proof too <laughs> yeah. they told me that <laughs> so right away <laughs> Yeah. So then, yeah, you got the big screens, and that's more like if there's you know any huge disasters An incident going on. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have uh, you're doing police dispatch, but where's fire at for the same area? Fire's as us? in the same big room, way in the other end. Okay, so it's like call takers that do either police or fire, or the call taker takes anything and then decides who to route it to. How does that call work? taker takes it and decides who to route it to? So okay. if it's a fire or medical emergency, they route it to the fire department, where another fire call taker will answer the phone. Gotcha. And handle that. And then that will get sent to a fire dispatcher. But police call takers field every call first. 
Okay, so no matter what, you're talking to a police dispatch, a police call taker uh, before the minute you call, your an- yeah. your police call taker is answering the phone. And yes. in Chicago, our fire department also does the the paramedic calls as well. So right. I'm sure some other cities and locales that's a different thing altogether as well, or oh, maybe I'm it's sure. private ambulance. But um, okay, and then um, and then we get so we don't even necessarily know that there's a fire unless fire needs us sometimes. Right, unless they ask for an assist to go with them. Yeah, and they'll ask for an assist. Um, in a sketchy situation, sure. you know, for sure. Cause well, he, and you know, people want to talk about defunding the police right now, but what they don't realize is there's oftentimes like the fire department has to go deal with a person where it's essentially a, let's say a naked person is running around in the middle of the street. Well, that is very clearly a person who needs to be transported to a hospital. Right. So it makes sense to send an ambulance, but the fire department and the, the EMTs aren't trained to handle people in any physical manner. They're not supposed to. Like, really, they show up when it's safe. Right. And so people don't realize that you could have a, let's say, a, um, a therapist or a, a social worker ready to go to that call, but that person's not trained in, in how to get that person safely into the vehicle now. Right, where and you might so, have to get physical. Yeah, and right. hopefully you don't have to, but you have to have somebody there in case that person does. What happens when naked person also has a knife in their hand? You know, right. Yes, you still want to get them help, but you still have to be able to do that safely because a social worker isn't going to want to get stabbed and an uh, ambulance uh, or a, a fire person isn't going to want to get stab, uh, stabbed. So a paramedic, sorry. Um, my words, use your words, fire Matthew. Person. Fire person. <laughs> uh, angry, make sticks. Uh. And there'll be times when people will be throwing bottles at the ambulance yeah they're there to help your yeah your I, that friend, i'll never get your, whoever's hurt i don't get that either yeah and that's why the police have to come because yeah. they almost have to protect the firemen yeah and the ambulance no i mean i understand that people have their reasons for not liking the police but like the fire department is pretty much there to put out fires and to like take somebody to a hospital who is injured it doesn't exactly. seem like there's a whole lot of reasons to dislike these guys <laughs> i don't know but um, people do you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of reasons to dislike us. I get it, but you know, that's uh, I'm obviously I'm biased. So. Right, I'm biased too, because um, <laughs> you like us. I do. Um, yeah, and then so so uh, the calls get routed. Then, uh, like we did earlier, we we have our little uh, role play, and it gets sent to you, and then you get all the information, and then it gets coded out. But um, what uh, you just literally do this for basically that eight hours, eight hours a day, yeah. And, and then, sometimes if something's happening, if there's a major fire, or mm-hmm. if there's a shooting, or um there's a a marine incident at the lake you know mm-hmm. something where a lot of vehicles and officers will respond i might have to do a lot of callbacks i might have to call the coast guard i might have to call the and so you unit. personally make those calls yeah oh sometimes we can make them send them to the front desk to do a notification where they can make the calls for us but if it's something immediate like you're on the red line looking for a guy with a gun yeah i need to call cta immediately to have him shut the power off yeah so that's not something i would ask someone else to do i would just do it myself you know just handle it right then yeah and there. make sure so, it's happening right because it's real time you know i need to get the power off now because you guys are going to go on the tracks right now yeah so. and there's a live rail with what is it? Ten thousand volts. Yeah, yeah so that nothing will kill I need you. to step on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Not a good day. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely ends bad for everyone involved. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. You're awesome. You definitely make our life um, uh, organized and uh, much easier. At least now that we have the phones, we can kind of do it. But it's it's not anywhere near as nice as in the car where it just like magically pops up. And it uh, it's a lot easier to have the car, the PCADs, as For opposed sure. to our little uh, phone PCAD. But um, I will take it because when we first were on bikes, it was you're just riding blind and hoping. And they're like, um, we got a thing at this. And you're like, I just missed the address. And you don't want to be the guy who's like, what was the address? You know, but you're also riding a bike and there's right. wind going by. Exactly. And, and you're you trying know. to knock it hit by a car. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> good times. Um, awesome. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to tell me about being a dispatcher? Um, I love it. You I love, love it. my job. I, we have a good crew in 19. All right. 
for sure. I don't like the people I work for. You know, no one likes the bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, organizational nonsense. Right. But I do love my job and I think I'm good at it. I think you're great at it. Thank you are you. definitely my favorite. There's a few others, mumbles, uh, and uh, mumbles. and uh, no, you definitely start to un- know the voice of your person or the personality or the sass factor uh, of who's involved. And some of them are super sassy. Some of them are so dry that you're like, "Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me." Uh, like, Glad. We, any? Um, no, no comedy here. All right, I get it. Fine. We gotta have a good day, you know. Listen, oh. I mean, you're gonna have a day no matter what. It right. might as well be fun. So. And we're all on the same team. Like a lot of times, people don't people officers don't think that because i'm just a civilian you yeah. know but i know a lot and i'm not an asshole you know like yeah. oh i i will blindly <laughs> you tell me what to do and where to do it and i fully believe that you're sending me <laughs> to the right place and the right man yeah no you're you're not a you're on you're my team yeah for sure um, yeah it's like saying the baseball manager to use the sports ball analogy because i'm such a huge fan of sports balls as all my <laughs> listeners know um <laughs> But like it's like saying, you know, the manager isn't important. You're like, yeah, he is. He's the guy who makes sure everybody knows what to do. Like exactly. that's what you're I mean, you could really say your dispatcher kind of is your manager. They're making sure you show up at the right place at the right time. And that if you haven't come back from there, why haven't you come back right. from there? And so now I need to find you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, my goal. My number one goal is officer safety. Bring everyone home safe. That's, that's right. That's my job. All that other stuff is secondary. All the stuff people call the police for is secondary. My job is to get you guys home safe. Period. Thanks, Ellen. And I'm old school like that. You know, a lot of people are first in the 16th employees. Yeah. You know, even there's some officers that might be the first in the 16th. Yeah. Type of employees. Meaning that's the day my paycheck comes and right. that's all I care about. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like that. I'm definitely old school. Oh, I'm with you. I, I mean, I go to work because I love doing my job and I want to interact with people. I don't want to hide somewhere. I mean, I love being in high visibility places where I can interact with the public because it really is. That's what makes my day go by. Right. Um, you know, and oftentimes where there's lots of people, there's lots of problems. So mm-hmm. you can be there when it happens. You're mm-hmm. not five miles away. So absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I have a couple questions I'd like to ask at the end that uh, okay. give me further insight into who you may have been. <laughs> okay. All right. When you were a little child, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? A nurse. A nurse. Okay. And Which I started kind of headed that way mm-hmm. with public health education. But when I was in college, <laughs> my, I should make my dad listen to this. When I was in college, I took you know the required science classes to be a nurse, like pre-nursing, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, biology, anatomy, uh, zoology, whatever. So I would f- I could get an F in all those classes and then would take other science classes to try to get rid of the F in that class mm-hmm. and just get another F. So my dad was like, I think we need a new path here. You're not Maybe really going to be... we don't want to be a nurse so much. <laughs> School is very difficult for me. But I can draw pictures real well, Dad. Right. I'm very organized. I can send the police wherever I want. Yeah, but <laughs> perfect. You don't have to understand science for that. Right. So that, that I did. I wanted to be a nurse real bad. Okay. Yeah. Um. And, and now that you're uh, eight years away from retiring, oh, um, what are you going to do with uh, when you grow up? What are you going to do? I would love to move. I would love to move out of Chicago. Okay. I would love to move to South Carolina. Okay. My sister lives there. That would be a dream come true for me. But my parents are still living and live six blocks from me. So I oh, won't wow. go anywhere until... You know, they make a move or something happens. And what do you want to do in South Carolina? I mean, are we talking like just have a little space near your sister, have a farm? Like I always ask about farms because that's what I want. I just want a farm. I would love a big farm, but I'm so lazy that I don't think I could do any of the work. I could have a farm and you could be the worker. So here's what you do, though. No, seriously, you get a farm and you have some sort of a second living building on it, meaning like an accessory dwelling unit or whatever, a granny shack. Yeah. And you hire somebody and you say, I will give you free rent. If you take care of the, like, I'm going to help you 
uh, in other words, like I want to have food and I want to have animals, but I don't want to do any of the work. So you can live here for free as long as you take care of the stuff. Oh, I could totally um, do that. So yeah. Um, or what you really do, you spend a couple of years actually learning what you're doing and then you hire these people called woofers, workers on organic farms. And obviously that requires you to have an organic farm, but then you uh, take in interns who come and live with you and work for free in exchange for a place to live oh. and kind of learning the skills you teach them. So woofers yeah so you could make you maybe you could be a woofer first and then you could uh have woofers on your farm so. i would love that but that implies you actually want to do the work and if you don't then don't so. no i would love the property okay i would love to have like a like a refuge for dogs yes sick injured Aww. unloved old uh, i love an old dog i just want an old dog to die in comfort and peace you know i, love I would that love thought. that i would love that yeah, we totally want to do a farm animal rescue. I mean, we yes. obviously, as you've seen in the backyard, um, <laughs> a few animals in our world. So You do have a few, but um, they are lovely. Okay, so we're going to South Carolina. Yeah, I'll, I'll come for that. a visit there for sure. Okay. Okay, uh, what was your favorite food in, of your childhood? Oh, you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah, see, it's funny. So many of my guests have been like, um, I got to think about that one. I'm like, you got to think about it. Like. Meatloaf. Still my favorite food. Oh. I know that's it's a. I know it's weird. Classic it's like ground no, beef it's classic and a loaf. Comfort food. It's classic comfort food. And do we uh, ketchup laden meatloaf, barbecue sauce? Ketchup. What do we ketchup? Absolutely. All and about... I don't cook. I don't cook at all. I'm a terrible cook. I don't like it. I'm not good at it. It gives Can me. Can you anxiety. make meatloaf at least? No, I can't do anything. Oh come on! <laughs> so people make it for me. <laughs> nice. Maybe I'll make you a meatloaf and bring it down to the one day. So I remember one day I brought you donuts and you weren't even there. And I was like, damn it. Oh. And then somebody was like, man, 19th or zone two getting everything today. And I'm like, sorry. They I'm, love Ellen. Yeah. Sorry. We like our dispatchers. Yeah. And in you, particular, Ellen. Right. That's okay. You shared with my partners that day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. And then as an adult, what's your favorite beverage? Wow. Oh, I mean, it doesn't have to be boozy. It can be anything. What do you, oh, what do you like? If drinking? it's not boozy, it's fountain Pepsi. Okay. It has to be fountain. Has to be Pepsi too. And it has to be Pepsi. You're, you're one of those like, don't give me a Coke. I'll spit it back out at you. <laughs> I always find it so funny when people are like that. Uh, it's like, I can tell the difference. And you were like, no, yeah, RC Cola. That's not even the same category. This is a joke, right? Like, who are you? You couldn't buy the real thing, Pepsi right. or Coke at least. You buy RC. Yeah. You could only have RC with the pizza on the yeah. south side. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. All right. Yeah. So, Pepsi, if it's an alcoholic drink, I'm going to say Bass Pale Ale from England. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you, very important question, are you a fan of karaoke? <laughs> I am, but I cannot sing. Uh, do you, though? Do you say, or are you just like, no? I I'm a professional it. singer in the bathroom for sure. In Perfect. The shower. All right. What do you sing in the shower then? Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, whatever I just heard on the radio, okay. whatever's in my head. All right. And which leads me into uh, the next question What's in your playlist? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I mean, and it could be it could be podcasts, it could be radio, it could it's be radio. specific uh, art. And all what style? Uh, classic rock and roll. All right. Well, Beatles, ZZ Top Beatles. Yeah, Beatles for sure. How classic are we going? I mean, are we talking like earlier than eighties or seventies? Okay. Yeah. So the Drive. Yeah. The, oh, the Drive. I do like the Drive. Ninety-seven won the Drive. Yeah, Led yeah. Zeppelin. Um, I do have a fan. I am a fan of Ani DeFranco. She's kind of like a pulky, funky, folky. Yeah. Yeah, from New York, from Buffalo. Okay. I do like her. She's not really classic rock for sure, but, no, but, but she's one of my favorites right. out of that out of that and genre. If, if you had to have a favorite album or a favorite artist, uh, who might you pick? So I like to, I have a playlist that I like to add uh, people's favorites to. So I just have this ever expanding playlist of interesting music. Favorite artist is probably Led Zeppelin. Okay, old school Led Zeppelin. It's cool. 
I'm happy um, to throw some Zeppelin on there, man. I do love Elvis. I do love the Stones. Any obscure things that you like are totally obsessed with that you're like, oh man, people have to know about these guys. Oh, obscure. No, no, I don't think I know any. I have. I mean, it's not even so obscure, but uh, I've mentioned them a couple times. There's this awesome band from the 90s that just doesn't exist anymore called the Jellyfish. And you may have heard one of their tunes on the radio before, but they're just this really fun, whimsical, it's like the the harmonies of the beach boys but with the sound of queen oh, and like really? they're really really fun um yeah it's it's awesome jellyfish spilt milk is uh, i i've pr- uh, proselytized uh, many a moment about uh, how much i love this band so, i'll have to look at um, yeah one. they're super fun okay so, um really really fun sounds anyways okay and then last question i, I assume i can uh, guess the answer based on where you live but uh are you a car a bike or a public transportation sort of a gal car yeah have car wheel travel yeah, oh, i yeah, take it everywhere you're not riding your bike from where you live to no, uh to dispatch no i work in the west loop and i live in the way south side so yeah, which I, is several miles away i take my car everywhere okay everywhere all right cool. and I, I keep it uh pretty well maintained because i rely on it an awful lot <laughs> nice i just had my ignition key get stuck in the ignition to the point where I couldn't turn the car on and oh, I no. couldn't take the key out. So I actually had to get my car towed the uh, a while back and have the uh, the ignition key, they had a, the entire ignition lock cylinder thing removed. So backstory on this. Um, about a year ago, my driver key or the, do- the, the ignition key was getting stuck in the driver's side door key and my car didn't have an electric clicker thing on it. Um, cause it was built in a 2003 car and it just didn't come with that. So, uh, I had to get a new door lock put on my car, but they only replaced the driver's side door lock. And oh, so I have no. a different key for my driver's side door lock <laughs> and a different key that opens my, uh, my passenger, passenger door, my back, uh, tailgate and turns the car on. Well, that was true until when the driver key decided to stop working in the ignition. So I now have a different ignition key, a different <laughs> door key for the driver's side, and then a key that works works on the back uh, um, tailgate and the passenger side door. You have four um, keys for one car. Three, ca- three <laughs> keys. Now, thankfully, uh, as I said, when the thing first happened to the driver's side door, I decided to get a, uh, a, a remote um, door, uh, you know, door lock thing, whatever. They, what, oh, the, yeah. what are those things called? Uh, the uh, remote start. Yeah. No, not, well, I also had remote start added too, but remote start plus literally the thing that just unlocks your car this door. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah. Um, so I finally had one of those added to my car, so I can now unlock my car with a little clicky thing, um, but it's different than my ignition key. Oh, that's funny. So Yeah, so if I really needed to, I would have to have two different keys on me <laughs> and the clicker thing to get in my car. So you're not making any quick quick getaways? No, definitely. <laughs> Certainly not when the key was getting stuck. That would have been awful. I um, would not have liked that to happen to me. I'm no, sorry that happened to you. It was terrible. It was terrible. But, you know, thankfully I was at a safe spot and I didn't have anything like I wasn't rushing anywhere that day. Oh, good. And I knew it was starting to happen so i should have just preemptively taken it in but like it's never a good day to drop you know, like your car is a thing that you just wait until it breaks but you know you don't want to deal with the problem any sooner than you no. have to so <laughs> unfortunately that was the worst decision i made but because you just anyway. hope they work right yeah all the time please yeah please right. uh well thanks for being on the show well thanks for having me how was it it was weird it was fun i'm glad you liked I it i had a good time good it's weird to talk about yourself nah you did great <laughs> You're, uh, you're, you're, you're the best. Thanks. Should we go get another cookie? <laughs> yeah. All right, cookie time. Thanks, Alan. Thanks. Bye. Bye. There are billions of people doing millions of things on this planet. I want to learn about all of it. What Can You Tell Me? The podcast. For more info, go to www.whatcanyoutellme.com. 
Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do me a huge favor that'll only take a moment of your time and won't cost you anything. Share it with your friends. A quick message on social media or just mentioning in a conversation would be great. Also, leave me a review on iTunes. Thanks. And follow me on social media. You can find all the links in the show description below.